And it's lovely to be back with you. I'm back to torment you all. And uh, it's lovely to be in God's house, isn't it? With the Lord's people already. We can sense the Lord's presence. And I want to thank uh, your pastor for the invite to come and share God's precious word. Some of the folks were saying he's away up to the northwest. I was preaching there this morning. So if I had a new, I could have wrapped his door and got him up out of bed. And uh, he could have come to the church. But it's great indeed to know the Lord as your own and personal saviour, isn't it? It's great to have that joy of knowing all your sins have been forgiven. And I felt led tonight to speak on legion. And believe it or not, all these hymns just speak about legion. And I believe that the Lord is going to speak to somebody tonight. Mark chapter 5, if you've got a Bible. Mark chapter 5, and we'll read from the verse 1. Let's have no distractions if possible as we read the word of God. Mark chapter 5, and we'll read from the verse 1. I've just entitled our sermon tonight, The Day a Madman Met His Master. The Day a Madman Met His Master. Mark chapter 5, beginning at the verse 1. And they came over onto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains. Because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him and cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thy unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Verse 11, Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea, and they were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. We'll stop there, friends. Keep your Bibles open, and may the Lord add a blessing tonight to the reading of his precious word. Let's pray. Father, we ask you now to shut us in with yourself. Take away every distraction. Speak to hearts tonight. Save precious souls. And we'll give you the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, by way of introduction tonight, Mark chapter 5 has been called the Bible home for the incurables. There's three cases given in this chapter which, humanly speaking, are incurable. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus is the master of disease. He heals a woman with an issue of blood. He is also the master of death. He raises Jairus' daughter back to life. And he is the master of the demonic. He sets legion gloriously free. All three today would be considered impossible cases. Think about it. The man possessed would be assigned to a mental institution today. The woman with the issue of blood would be assigned to a terminal care unit. And the girl who died would be placed 
in a cemetery. But in this chapter, Jesus triumphs over every situation. And whatever your situation is tonight, Jesus can triumph over it. And Coleraine this morning, I got them singing, I heard an old, old story, how a saviour came from glory. And the chorus puts it, oh, victory in Jesus, my saviour forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Isn't it great to have the victory tonight over sin and over Satan and over this wicked world. But I want you to come with me now in your imagination for a few moments to the country of the Gadarenes some 2,000 years ago as we see how this madman indeed was changed by the master. So first of all tonight, if you're taking notes, I want you to realize and to state the obvious that here in our story we have a demon-possessed man. That's the first thing we're going to consider. We have a demon possessed man. Now look at verse 2 of our chapter. Verse 2 we are told that Jesus had just stepped off the ship and immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. Now not only does he have an unclean spirit in verse 2 but look at verse 9 of our chapter. It tells us that he is indwelt by a legion of demons. Can you see him today? Indwelt by a legion of of demons. A legion at the time of Jesus was around 6,000. So here we have a man totally controlled by the devil. How did this happen to Legion? How did Legion get in this state? Some scholars think he was a worshipper of heathen gods. Some think he was involved in the occult. Some think he worshipped Satan. Some think he spent time contacting the dead. We are not sure, but he was completely insane. The devil had a grip of legion. And friends, tonight there's people in our province and the devil still has a grip on them. Where I live in the Donegal Road in Belfast, I'm sure it's the same here in Balnehenge. There's people and the devil has them captive with drugs. He has them captive with alcohol, with gambling, and with false religion. I wonder, is that you tonight? Is there somebody in this church tonight and the devil has a grip on you? Look at me now. You can be set free tonight. God has brought you here to hear this message to set you gloriously free. There's so many all around us and they're helpless and they're hopeless and they're hurting. And only Jesus Christ and his touch can set men and women free. My Bible says whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Do you believe it? I believe it from the depths of my heart. You see, sin deforms us. Society conforms us. Education informs us. Jail reforms us. But only Jesus Christ can transform us. The born again of the Spirit of God is wonderful tonight. I wonder are you born again? A lot of people don't like those words. Sure they don't. Being born again and being saved. We women run after you with sticks to hit you and all when you mention being saved. They want to go to their church, they want to go to their boys clubs, and they want to do this and do that and go to their knitting classes. But when you ask them, are they saved? The born of the Spirit, that's a different thing. I was down in Loch Gawler speaking last Thursday night, and a woman came into the meeting, never been in a gospel meeting before, and I shared a little bit of my testimony and shared the gospel, and she was shaking. 
under conviction of sin. And she was going to run down the aisle. She said they could see it. Isn't that wonderful? I said, if you'd have ran down the aisles, we'd have on our knees at the front. You'd have cried for mercy in the middle of the meeting. Wouldn't have bothered me in the slightest. But afterwards, she stayed behind and she sought the Lord. And she traveled the whole way to Leitrim to tell her mother that she could see it. Isn't that wonderful? The Lord is still in the business of saving souls. And this devil who tormented Legion wants to damn your soul today. He knows that he has little time. And look at our world. The Lord's coming soon, isn't he? That's how my own dad was converted. I got saved 14 years ago. Then God saved my mother and my father and my sister and my two aunts. Some of them's here tonight. And that's how my dad was saved through a little gospel track about the second coming. He knew he wasn't ready. The Lord says, "If a two in a field, one will be taken, one will be left. Two in a bed, one will be taken, one will be left." He knew he wasn't ready. I trust that you're ready if the Lord came tonight. That every one of us would rise to meet Him. In the air. 1 Peter 5 8, Peter tells us that your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. And four years ago, I gave up my job and said, Lord, wherever you want me to go to win souls around the country, I will go. And it's been wonderful to see souls being saved at different missions and meetings. But do you know this? You see, the more you do for God, the more the devil's going to come after you. That's what I've learned over these last four years, especially stepping out in faith. Wonderful to see the blessing, but the enemy comes after you. And any of you that are in the Lord's work and you're doing stuff for God, you will know what I mean. The more you step out of the boat and the deeper you go with God, the old devil will come after you in a way you've never experienced before. But what does John say? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. In Revelation 12 and 11, we are told that they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. I wonder, do you have a testimony tonight in this church? Then you can you even point to a time when the Holy Ghost entered into your body and you became a new creation. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things are passed away. See, a lot of people will say to me, I hope I'm saved. That doesn't cut it when you're dying. And I get a lot of calls to see people and they're down in the hospitals. And you need to know for sure that you're saved. And that you're ready for eternity. And if you're in this church tonight and you're not sure where you stand, settle it tonight once and for all. So, Legion, we've thought about this demon-possessed man. Secondly, if you're taking notes, I want you to think how he was a desperate man. Legion was desperate. Is there somebody in here tonight and you're desperate? I remember the night I got saved. I was desperate. I had nowhere to turn. And I came into a church just like this. And first time ever in a gospel meeting. And the singing was like this. It was lively. And you could feel the spirit of God. Then the preacher preached the simple gospel. And I was desperate for the Lord. Is that you tonight? Can you see Legion? I believe Legion was desperate. I believe Legion didn't know what. Can you see him? Those mountains, desperate. Look at verse 3 of her chapter. Think about his depravity. Look at verse 3. We are told, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him. No, not with chains. This man's dwelling was amongst the dead bodies in the hillsides. And again, if you're taking notes, look in his account. Read Luke chapter 8. Luke tells us that Legion, he wore no clothes. And he lived 
like a wild animal. Legion was in chains. Legion cut himself. He cried in endless torment. The power of sin had stripped Legion. And that's what sin does. Sin ruins your purity. Sin can ruin your home. Sin can ruin your family. Sin can ruin your marriage. The Lord Jesus has called many titles in the Bible. But you know what my favorite is? He's called the friend of sinners. He's my best friend. And I love him from the depths of my heart. And maybe you're in here tonight and you've made a mess of your life. I can introduce you to one that is called the friend of sinners. Never forget meeting a wee lady in the Falls Road one day, sharing the gospel. She said, son, I wish you'd never been born. I told that wee woman, you can be born all over again. That's the power of the gospel. Many of us maybe at one time in our lives have felt like that. But when the Lord comes in, he gives you something worth living for. Anybody been in McGilligan Jail? <laughs> I was in it a few weeks ago. And they let me out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I was talking to the prisoners. We man like me talking to prisoners six foot six, bald head, earrings, oh boy. Surprised they didn't choke me. And I was telling those prisoners the greatest thing in the world is to get up every day and serve the Lord. And those men have a past, but we've all a past. They were caught and some of us weren't. That's the only difference. <laughs> and I told those men, you can be forgiven of your past. And you can begin a brand new life with the Lord. And I was thinking about Legion. Maybe at one time he was married. You ever think about that? Maybe he had a nice home and a family and a job. Maybe he was respectable in life. But now society could not help Legion. Society could not handle him or hide from him or house him. Sin in some way had ruined this man called Legion. And it doesn't matter in this church tonight whether you be rich, poor, Protestant, Catholic, educated or uneducated. Matthew Henry, the old Puritan writer, said, Sin is a brat that nobody wants to eat. Sin is a brat that nobody wants to own. Again, I remember I was in court one day sharing the gospel and the met a wee man in the streets and he says to me, he says, son, he says, at one time I was a millionaire. And look at me now. Lost everything. Lost everything. He was standing there with a bottle of beer. The tears started coming down his cheeks. And I says, Patty, the Lord can take your broken life and he can make it all over again. Isn't he wonderful? There's no lost causes with the Lord, sure there's none. That's what the Lord is teaching me over these years. Never look at a poor sinner and say he's too far gone. He can still break the power of cancelled sin. And he can still set the prisoners free. His blood can make the foulest clean. And his blood availed for me. Look at verse 5. We are told that day and night he was in the mountains cutting himself. I wonder... How long did he spend in these mountains, Legion? How must he have felt? 6,000 demons inside him. Powerful. Day after day. Night after night. But the Lord was going to change him. And this is the wonderful part of the story that we're coming to. Legion, the demon-possessed man. Legion, the desperate man. Now, Legion... 
And the same Jesus that delivered Legion is here tonight to deliver you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And here we see the lovely compassion of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came across the Sea of Galilee just to reach this man called Legion. The region avoided him. They were terrified of him. And they despised him running about naked. But listen, folks. Jesus loved Legion. And he loves you tonight. He loves your soul tonight. The people saw him as a maniac. But Jesus saw him as a man. Did you catch that? They were terrified. They said, there's that madman. There's that maniac. Jesus saw him as a man. don't know if I told you before when I was here. Growing up in our district, there was a man, and we used to nickname him Bombscar. Anybody like that in Val the Hinch? Because when we saw this man coming, as we fellas running about the street, we all went the other way. There's Bombscar coming. Some people like that in some churches, isn't it? You see them coming, you go, you've got to be honest. But this was Legion, wasn't it? Didn't want anything to do with legion and you know in god's work can i say this to the christian people tonight you've got to go and meet people where they're at people say sometimes about me oh that wee man's not right in the head get into the bars and get into the bingo halls and speak into the paramilitaries and all we've got to go and meet because somebody cared for my soul somebody cared for your soul that's why we're sitting here tonight those of us that are seated somebody prayed for you Somebody prayed for me. And I thought about this. I wonder who prayed for Legion. I wonder if anybody took an interest in Legion. But here we see the compassion of the Lord. Jesus saw Legion as somebody's son, somebody's brother, somebody's grandson. I love what Paul writes in Romans 5 and 8. Listen to this. But God commanded his love towards us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't he a wonderful Savior? When I had no thought of him, when you had no thought of him, and we were doing our worst, he still loved us. Son of God who loved me. And gave himself for me, says Paul. And it's not wonder that it's wonderful to have a personal experience. The Lord knows where to meet you. My testimony is different from your testimony, but we're here today, brothers and sisters in Christ. We're part of the royal family. Sons and daughters of a king. Tremendous. But the Lord knew where to meet you in your life. And he allowed things to happen in your life. And he allowed things to happen in my life to get us on our knees. Couldn't always work it out. Lord, why is this happening? But it brought us to your knees. Just like the prodigal son. And I often say if the mighty famine hadn't have come, the prodigal would never have came to himself. But God sent the mighty famine. And we are told he came to himself. And maybe God's going to have to send a famine into your life to get your attention. Sense God's spirit here tonight. I believe that God right now is speaking to hearts. Look at verses 6 and 7 of our chapter. And I think this is wonderful. You're listening well. Look at verses 6 and 7. We are told, but when he saw Jesus afar off, can you see this? He ran and he worshipped him. Can you see Legion? He sees the Messiah coming. And we are told he ran and he worshipped him now look at verse 7 and cried with a loud voice and said what have I to do with thee Jesus thou son of the most high God I adjure thee by God 
that thou torment me not. Jesus showed no favor. Everybody else was afraid of Legion. But Jesus went straight to him. And friend tonight, whatever you're facing this week, remember Jesus is with you. Show no fear. Maybe you have to go to the hospital for tests. Maybe you have to go for treatment. Maybe there's uncertainty over your job. Maybe I'm speaking to somebody in here tonight and you're going through a great trial in your life. Look at me. Show no fear. Because Jesus is with you. The Holy Ghost is inside you. You have treasure inside you. You have the presence of the living God inside you. It's wonderful. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Imagine the Spirit of God in a wee man like me. huh? Imagine the Spirit of God in you. All different shapes, all different sizes. Some of us have got her and some of us don't have any her. Some of us have got false teeth, no teeth. But the presence of the living God is inside us. The world know nothing about it. It's wonderful, isn't it? To have this presence of God with you every day. Your body is the temple separate from the world. Strive after holiness. A lot of people tell me they're Christians but they're in the world. They're enjoying the pleasures of the world and the entertainment of the world. We don't need the world. We have got everything when we've got the Lord Jesus dwelling inside us. We have the compassion of Jesus but notice the command. Look at verse 8 of our chapter. Jesus said to the demons, come out of the man, thy un." clean spirit and one word from Jesus and legion was set free one word from Jesus tonight and you can be set free in this church my sheep hear and I give unto them and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand the Bible says today if you hear his voice harden not your heart if God's speaking to you tonight if you're not seeing Yield to that voice. God says, my spirit shall not always strive with man. A powerful thing happened to me down in our district a few weeks ago. And ever since I got saved, God has put a burden within my heart to try and win soul. But this has motivated me even more. Listen to this. You ever felt compelled for somebody? God's put somebody on your heart to try and reach there's a fella running about our district and he was a lost soul, just like Legion. His brother had just died with drugs and he had just lost a wee child. He was coming down the Donegal Road and he went up a couple of entries and I missed him and I went round a few streets in the car and I eventually got the hold of him. I says, Andy, you'd maybe come to a gospel meeting with me someday. I know you've had a rough time lately. He says, oh, well, I'll come with you. I couldn't believe it. And I was in Newton Ard's Congregational Church speaking, giving a wee word of testimony. And this was on the Wednesday morning. And he gave me his number. I said, I'll ring you Saturday night. And I'll arrange to pick you up on Sunday night. So the following Friday, two days later, I'm in the local shop. Sarah says to me, John, did you hear he was found dead this morning? I says, who? She says, Andy Yeagan. I says, you're joking. You come to church with me on Sunday night. And I saw him on the Wednesday morning. He was so close. He was probably the last Christian he spoke to. And now he's out in eternity. 
And little did I know, he was one of the top paramilitaries in Belfast. It was all over the Irish News, it was all over the Telegraph, all over the Sunday Life. And there's that man, was so close. He could have came that night and he could have got saved like Legion and being transformed. And now he's out in eternity. And you just don't know. This is what the Lord's teaching me. When you're speaking to somebody, it could be for the last time. It could be for the very last time. And even this wee mission that's coming up, our brother was saying about, who are you going to bring? Go after somebody and grab them by the feet if you have to. Do everything that you can to get them in. Somebody in your street. Somebody that you work with that's broken. Imagine them dying and going to hell and them saying, he never won. He never gave me a track. He never invited me to a mission. And I'm in hell and I worked with you for years. You've lived beside me in that street for years and years and years. And you never cared about my soul. Here we see how Jesus cared for Legion. Look at verse 12. We are told, and all the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter and to them, they look at verse 15. <laughs> what was the change in Legion? And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the Legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. What a transformation. Think about it. Jesus had changed him, Jesus had calmed him. Here's a wee question for the Bible students here tonight. And I was thinking about this today when I was brushing my teeth. <laughs> I was thinking, where did Legion get his clothes from? Look at verse 15. He's sitting and clothed and in his right mind. The Jesus I know and love and serve, living by faith. The master I know would have said, Legion, here's a brand new pair of clothes. I can see the master going and getting Legion a pair of clothes. He's running around naked. And the master's saying to Legion, put those clothes on you. Look decent and go and tell the people what they're we got a brand new pair of clothes when we were saved. We've been covered with a robe of righteousness. Isn't it wonderful? Wonderful indeed. The Lord is still in the business of changing lives. And I love him. And I want him to move in our land. I was in Kells there a few weeks ago. There was a family over from New Zealand. They wanted to see where the revival happened in 1859. And Took a wee, the wee family down and I showed them the schoolhouse and we went into Connor Presbyterian and we looked at Kells Presbyterian and it just says, Lord, could you do it again? Could you send revival to our wee land? Could he use this local fellowship? My brother Tommy uh, Shaw was telling us that there was 26 separate prayer meetings around that district and in the revival team. Ordinary men and women like you and me who prayed for a move off the Holy Ghost. Jesus had compassion to this man. He brought the cure. But then there were the critics. They told him to leave. That's another lesson I've learned. You see, when God's blessing, you always get the critics. Isn't that right? When God's doing a work, you always get the critics. But the critics do not. Critics always just sit and moan and complain. Let's be an encourager in God's work. God's servant, Pastor Tim, and his wee wife, get behind. Encourage them in the work. So as we finish tonight, Legion, the demon-possessed man, he's a desperate man, he's a delivered man. Now finally, he is a discipled man. Look at verse 19 as we finish. Verse 19, Jesus tells him, Go home to thy friends 
and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. Look at verse 20. And he began at the Decapolis to tell the people what had happened to him and all men did marvel. There's a lot of secret disciples about the church. I trust there's no secret disciples in here tonight. I trust that your workmates know that you're saved. Your schoolmates know that you're saved. In the university, they know that you're saved. Your neighbors know that you're saved. Jesus told Legion, go to the Decapolis and tell the people what I have done for thee. Can you see their reaction when they see Legion coming? What a change in this man. He isn't screaming, he's preaching. He isn't running about mad, he's calm. He isn't naked, he's clothed. And giving his testimony. Listen, from a maniac to a missionary. <laughs> Glory to God. From a maniac to a missionary. That's the power of the gospel. Hear my last words. Do you need the Lord's touch tonight? Do you need his compassion? Do you need his forgiveness? Tonight you can leave this church forgiven of all your sins. You can sing these hymns and never experience it. But the experience is wonderful. And I was sitting there earlier and I was thinking, if Legion was here tonight and we said, Legion, come on up and give the closing hymn. And I wonder maybe if we could sing it before I hand back there, brother, at the end. Maybe Jeff could get the words. If Legion was here and you said, Legion, come up with a closing hymn, what would he say? What would he sing? What would it be? I tell you what it is. The lovely hymn of Charles West. Listen to these words. And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Saviour's blood? Died he for me who caused his pain for me to him death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou my God should die for me? Listen to this fourth verse, my chains. This is legion. You got it tonight. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. My chains fell off, my heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. What a gospel. What a saviour. Friend, you can have it this very night. And dear Christian that's saved, you love the Lord. Let's give him everything. Maybe even the call of God is on your life. As a Christian tonight, you lay everything on the altar. Say, Lord, I want to be used. Heard about a powerful, powerful story about a missionary at the time of Hudson Taylor. He was at a convention and he felt the call of God in his life, but he had no money to put in the plate in the offering. And the offering plate went round. And the young man said, Lord, I've got nothing to put in this offering plate, but I'm going to put myself on Wow. He says, I'm going to put myself in the offering plate. Whatever you want me to do with my life, I'll do it for you. And he went to China and he led hundreds to Christ. Would you say that to the Lord tonight? Lovely to see young people here and you're maybe thinking about your future. What am I going to do with my life? Give it over to the Lord. When God sees the sacrifice, then he sends the fire. Give him everything. Because he gave everything for us. I wonder if Legion was in the upper room the day of Pentecost. I wonder did he go on to the cross? Thinking about all these things, just earlier meditating on Legion. I wonder how he lived 
the rest of his life. Did he start up a wee family? Did he maybe meet somebody? Can you imagine Legion giving this testimony? Oh, you, where would you need the book? You'd need the book of the Odyssey, wouldn't you? Legion giving his testimony. Oh, friends, we're going to meet him in heaven. You're going to be there. Who are you looking forward to meeting? Legion. I'm looking forward to meeting Weezy and I'd say as a case I would have climbed up that tree too Mary Magdalene Dan Thief the Apostle Paul what's hell going to be like if you're not saved oh friends are we going to be there oh get saved tonight get right with God tonight don't leave till you know you're going to be with us in the glory land the Lamb's going to be all the glory Thank you for listening so well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the sense of your presence. We thank you for this simple little gospel message about Legion. We thank the Lord how you changed his life. And we thank the Lord, indeed, you've changed many lives here this evening. The Lord, we pray for some man, some woman, some young person, and they know in their heart they're not saved. And they could drop into hell tonight. Don't let them leave this church. Until they come to the foot of the old rugged cross. And we thank you. Your word tells us. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. Maybe there's even a prodigal son. Or a prodigal daughter in here tonight. Lord may they come to themselves. And back to the father's house. We'll give you the glory. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends thank you for listening so well. And if you need a word of counsel. Or you need a word of prayer. There's a room there at the back. Tap me in the shoulder. Tap any of the leaders here in the shoulder and we'll certainly open up the Bible and tell you how you can be saved and ready for glory. Just like that young woman locked all her last Thursday. She knew she needed to get saved. Maybe that's you tonight. Don't put it off. Somebody said the devil wants you to be saved tomorrow. Plenty of time.